Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week's episode features Dr. Michelle Koo. She is the founder and CEO of Dr. Koo Private Practice Skincare. She's also a plastic surgeon in St. Louis, and she's also a client of Base Beauties. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Jess Wiener. She's the CEO and founder of Talk to Jess. Hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with Dr. Michelle Koo. She is the founder of Dr. Koo Private Practice, and she's also a plastic surgeon based in St. Louis. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Hi, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so excited to chat with you. So um, full disclosure to our listeners, Michelle is one of my clients at Base Beauty, and we love working with you and helping you grow your brand. And um, I met you through Maggie Chirifredini, who is like such an incredible um, friend to the agency and to me. And I'm just so glad to know you. My whole team adores you. Oh, that's so great. She's amazing. I love working with her. She educates me every day, and I am all ears to learn. Yeah, Maggie's a gem. Well, okay, so let's um, let's talk all about you. Um, when you were a little girl, Michelle, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my gosh. In fact, I had said I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Or, oh, no, no, no. What did I say? I said, I, I definitely said I wanted to be a doctor. So my, my uh, and I didn't know what, but my parents said, oh, you have to be a plastic surgeon. I'm thinking, what? A plastic surgeon? What, what good am I going to do there? And then as I went through medical school and the more the things I learned and did, I thought, wow, I really could affect some change and really great change. I could really make people happy. And that's really honestly my goal, which is just to make you happy with yourself, right? To bring out the best you. And that's like, oh, I, I can make, I can do this. I can empower you. And so really, honestly, this is such a a perfect marriage for me because I benefit from it so much that I am so grateful for my patients because I want to make them better. But I love it. Why do you think your parents suggested plastic surgery? Uh, you know, I don't know, probably because I've always loved the way things look and I'm always like rearranging things. I was rearranging my room all the time and my mom's going, what is this OCD I'd see here? <laughs> she, she is a whack job. No, uh, I just love things in order. I love the putting things in balance. I was always moving pictures around. So I think she saw my calling. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, um, you know, what I find so interesting about you is um, through my career, I've met a lot of doctors, but like some of them are really pretty stiff, you know, um, and there's just this relaxed ease about you. Is that the way you are outside of the, the treatment room? Do I get to see a different side of you than maybe a plastic surgeon patient does? So, you know what? This is what you'll see as a doctor when you come to my office. So, hi, I'm Michelle. What can I help you with? Say, what are we chatting about is what I say, right? So, that's how I feel. That's how I approach everyone. However, when I get in that operating room, you should listen to my husband say, oh, my God, the entire staff is afraid of you. And I said, they should be because when I when you're under anesthesia and I am operating on you, God forbid that I am not so zoned in that everything else shuts off. So, when I'm in that operating room, it is all all about you and I am efficient and I execute and I get the job done and I have no excuse me can I say this bullshit to deal with because that is what it is right but when you're with me in the office before after surgery during your uh skin consult whatever it is this is what you see right here 
And um, how are you able to compartmentalize that way? Like what, um, did you have to teach yourself how to flip that switch for like what it's like in the operating room versus what you're like in the rest of your um, work life? You know, that's a really good question. And I think it's um, through training, through general surgery and being in the ICU and being in the emergency room. And when you are the uh, when you are the bottom line, someone comes in, they need to be innovated. They need their chest cracked. They need something done. And there is no, believe me, you know, I've had senior residents tell me how horrible I was. But as when you're starting as an intern, you just do not know when and when not to turn that switch on and off, but when you're in a, a faced with an, a, a, a crisis or decision-making and you are the bottom line, you take on that responsibility and that's how I take on everything for my patients, my clients, and that's that switch has been ingrained in me through training. So um, tell me about like how you balance um, your work as a plastic surgeon with running Dr. Koo private practice skincare. Is it like Mondays and Tuesdays you do one thing, Thursdays and Fridays you do another? What, what is that like? So now I've carved out all of Friday um, to do purely skincare, but it runs every single day, right? It's every day of my practice because that is such a component of what I feel is your beauty and your first impression. Your first impression, your skin is your first and most lasting impression. So if, if And it's so simple. It's so simple to create that. So I just felt that opportunity for my, my, my clients, my patients was completely being missed. And it's such an adjunct and it's so accessible to so many people that perhaps, you know, my scalpel or plastic surgery is not. And so this was such a wonderful way of empowering, again, giving to my my patients. So I, I supported them before the practice. I support them after, I mean, the, the surgery, after the surgery. Um, yeah, it is just ongoing every day. And the reason I get it all done is because the 24-hour clock continues cycles. Like there's no Monday through Friday through Saturday. Like right now I'm in Aspen, but we are working, honey. <laughs> so um, usually we see uh, dermatologists create skincare products, but you're a plastic surgeon creating skincare products. Is there a difference so I like to think so, and this is going to piss off a lot of dermatologists. Please don't be mad at me. I love my derms. Um, we work well together. I think it's just a different attitude. They are fabulous for when they uh, give, uh, they will write prescriptions. They will also have their skincare. But I just felt in starting out that what the change I could get with all the products, all the other products that I was commercially using myself and selling, honestly, and what germs were recommending just were not impactful enough. So I wanted something that would get real results. I wanted scalpel results. I was very impatient. I am impatient. And that's why I actually chose surgery versus derm, because I wanted to see that change quickly and meaningfully. So I think that would be the biggest change. I think, I mean, difference, you know, plastic surgeons put everything in terms of an aesthetic eye. Our viewpoint is how can I make this better? How can I make it prettier? How can I make it better for you in proportion for the rest of you, right? Because so, we move things. We move. My husband says, you bring toes to the nose if you could. And I said, yeah, I actually would. But but that's what it is. We just look at things differently through an aesthetic um, uh, spyglass. So speaking of aesthetics, is there a different like desired aesthetic in St. Louis versus like what you see in LA or New York or other cities around the world? Does like St. Louis have a of a point of view um, when you think of that? 
I would say yes. Um, I would say you have that regionally from everywhere, from Paris to London to L.A. to Manhattan versus Miami, right? It's a different look. And that's where the beauty of someone that's very discerning will look at you and say, wow, I think, tell me, tell me about you. Tell me what you do for fun. Tell me your lifestyle. What kind of clothes do you wear? Do you show plunging necklines? What, what, are you a minister's, are you a minister? Not a minister's wife. But I want to hear what you do, because that is then what you want to create, right? It's very different. You know that culturally, um, what's accepted is different in St. Louis. I think um, I think Missouri, St. Louis tends to be more suspicious of everything um, and are more guarded. So if you, I'm trying to sell them products, it's difficult to try to sell them like, wh- why am I paying this? And why is this? Why do I have to spend so much money? But you know what? I have incredibly loyal followers here because they see that it works. And so what if they're paying a little bit more because it works? Right. So let's talk about um, retinol because this is, you know, you can Google it. There's probably millions of searches on retinol. Um, And in the collection, there's an encapsulated retinol program that's really important. to um, the progress that you want your um, clients to see. So what is, well, just tell us again, educate our listeners on what retinol is and then what makes the encapsulated retinol in your products different. Absolutely. So most people, honestly, including myself, cannot tolerate retinol. This is where one of the, this is where I sort of began. And all the data is very, very compelling on retinol is the one workhorse, the ingredient that everybody needs to smooth your skin, to increase more collagen, your elastin, what are called glycosaminoglycans. That's the plumpness. I think of your skin as jello, right? And the fruit in that jello is your collagen and elastin. And as we age, that jello thickness thins as well as your your fruit that's in there. And so retinol replaces the fruit. So it's rich in that jello and that jello layer just boom, expands out again. Everybody needs uh, uh, retinol. That is why. I mean, that is why there is four different concentrations of retinol in there to be tolerated by the, the most novice user to the most deepest, deepest of creases from sun damage and age. You start at the simple and then you graduate up as you need it. So um, you said that most people can't tolerate retinol. Um, why is that? What, what is happening to the skin when you're using retinol? That, that could be aggravating. So in its raw form, tretinoin, which is the prescription grade, is honestly uh, different percentages. Is still honestly in its raw, pure chemical form, too harsh for most people because it's not, it's not uh, enriched with uh, vitamins and natural oils. And I look at it as a supportive team, right? If you don't have the support vehicles with that trainer, you're not going to get anywhere. It's like if you're training for a marathon. So I look at my pigment refiners, which are also in my product line, as well as the retinol as your true trainers. They're going to pace you. But if you don't have the right hydration and the vitamins and the nutrition, you are not going to get anywhere because it is a team effort. And that's what this system is meant, that every single product supports each other to create a much better sum than the individual. Just the sum of the parts is so much greater worked together. So that's kind of how I look at it. The retinol is um, just your uh, trainer. It just, but it needs 
support. So Michelle, if, um, you know, I'm sure that you see this all the time, like, no, I just want the purest, strongest stuff, right? That's yes. Cool so like if, if people were to, if a doctor gave a prescription for a pure retinol, does that mean like my, my skin would get red and scaly? Would it turn like burst on fire? Like what, what would happen to my skin if I just use the purest chemical form of that? Most people, that's exactly what would happen. And some of it is because the pure chemical doesn't absorb and it doesn't penetrate to the layer that it needs to penetrate to. But these are encapsulated. They are placed into a, if you think of a, um, a, a bubble, a, a beautiful bubble of vitamins and essential amino acids so that it actually finds the gateway and the pathway to get into the deeper levels of your skin to be able to stimulate the collagen and the elastin, to, to get rid of the bad, to have your cells turn over so that the bad pigment problems will diminish. It starts to reorder the layers as they should be because as with age and sun damage, those different layers become very disorganized and that is what retinol does is it reorganizes your skin levels if you use the prescription grade or a very strong percentage that you don't even need you're just it's going to sit on the top of your skin and it's just going to burn the shit out of your skin it really will annoy your skin it'll turn it red and fiery and and you'll make you extremely sun sensitive which even creates more damage right so um, you told me you've been working on these products and formulating and reformulating for um, over a decade. Is it almost 20 years worth of research on these products? Oh, it really is. The clinical, I, I really have my um, patients to thank for this because way back when I would say, oh, do you want to try this? And and let me, let, me, let me have you use this. And they would do a lot of products that I would be trying to sell because I was experimenting myself and using them. And then they would keep coming back and saying, but I'm not seeing any changes and I go damn either am I so let's try this and so then I started saying oh god these are just not right so then I started actually blending and mixing and so you could if you go to my office you'll see that all the things back there are like massive numbers of containers of different formulations that are written on them and then I started actually assembling my team which I'm still assembling now right so I'm I assemble my team of pharmacists my my uh, chemists my biochemists and then experts from the beauty industry to help me really create the feel as well as what I what I provided, which was the clinical information, the clinical data, because I knew what worked and I knew what people had been asking for literally for 27 years. So, and then I would iterate and iterate because just like your skin is alive and that is why I iterate because you need to keep getting better, right? So um, did you think that it would take 20 something years to get to the point, the point you're at now? Like, did you ever imagine it takes this long to develop the right products? Uh, yeah, I kind of did. Mm -hmm. it, other people would have done a money grab. Right. I think they would have put it put it on the market a lot sooner. And but the purpose of this was to find the right products, the right ingredients. And so my formulators kept saying, you don't need to put more of this in. You don't need to do this. We can get by with this. And I said, but this is not the DNA of this product. This is to be able to get something that is real and pure and good for the environment because it's not ecotoxic and we're going to go with green containers or we're going to go with glass. So it was so hard to honestly find all those things. I have to tell you, that is why it took that long. And even every day I look at the products and I listen to my ongoing um, patients and they tell me every day, like, wow, I wish I could have this. And I'm going, lights on, ding, ding, ding. 
think I'm going to run back there right now as soon as we're done talking because I'm putting it on my list. I have other things that we're working on for your hair, for your stretch marks, for your, for your crepey knee skin, for your neck skin. All those things are currently actually being developed right as we speak. Um, you know, it's so interesting to me because you said that you're um, not patient, right? You started the conversation telling me that you're not patient. Yes. But yet you've been patient to continue to iterate and evolve the product. Um, why do you think you've been able to be patient with that process? Because that's hard and that it's, you know, expensive. It's really hard and it's way too expensive for, for I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you that right now, which like my, my um, business partners say, you are crazy. But you know what? I, I love it. It is a passion of mine. I am selling them now um, because they are so good. But every three years or so, as I gain more information and data, I will change. And I think it's because my, my passion is to create the best that I can. And so my name's on it. I really believe in it. I don't want to, I could have, you know, I've been, uh, I sell you things that like everyone else or over the counter or whatever. I could have done that, but, but this is really, um, something I am very proud of something I don't have to be embarrassed about. Um, and we guarantee the products. It just, it's just such a good pure product from my heart to you, the consumer. So, um, I am patient because I see the results and, and I just, it just makes me so happy when someone says, Oh my God, Look at, look at, I get compliments that I've never gotten before. That's what keeps me going. Whenever um, you are pushing us for, you know, why isn't it happening faster? Um, I, I think about your product line because there's a sequence, right? You tell me I can't use a level four retinol if I haven't gone right. through level one through three. So, um, you know, I think it's so great that, you know, um, you reinforce with the customer through the way the product is organized that like you do have to have patience, right? Because if you skip to level four, your skin's not going to be happy and you're not going to reach your goals. Um, and that's, that's a pretty patient attitude. So for someone who says she's not patient, you built patience into the system. So it must be, it must be in you somewhere. Right. Well, you, well, good teachers like you and Maggie tell me I have to be patient. And I will tell you that right now, because every once in a while, that little ugly monster comes out that is wielding that scalpel. And I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing results. And I'm, I'm like kind of upset here. And I go off the reservation, but then I slowly come back and say, it's a build. It's, it's genuine. So I get that. I totally get that. And there is that side of me too, because, because as a plastic surgeon, you have to be incredibly meticulous and patient. You can't rush through it. So you do, I definitely do appreciate the, the stepwise fashion of getting there. But I also recognize in plastic surgery, you are three hours or three and a half hours or four and a half hours, whatever it is, because it is the safety of the patient under anesthesia that I'm guarding at that point, right? So it's a very, very fine balance between the two. Well, let's, um, let's put your entrepreneur hat on, take off your doctor hat. Um, you know, we have a lot of fans of the show who are entrepreneurs or people who are start 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 want to th- start a brand but are thinking about it. Um, and other than the products, you know, iterating and getting the formulas right, what's been the hardest part or like what you thought was like m- most expensive or surprising of lifting this brand off the ground? Wow, the the formulations, yeah 
finding the right partners to manufacture with because I've chosen a lot of um, ones that I wasn't happy with mm -hmm. or, or partners that I was even private branding with. And I, um, there were several actually private branders that I actually reached out to directly young um, when I was quite young. Um, and they would just look at me and think like, you know nothing. I'm a chemist. You know, what, what do you know? What do you have to offer me? So then, you know, I go, okay, I was humbled. I'm all right, sorry, I'm gonna go away. I kept plugging at it and plugging it. And that's the perseverance I think that you learn when you go through medicine because it is such a long path that you have to persevere. So then I would call other people and more people and I actually engaged um, several and uh, didn't do well. I didn't have a good experience at all. So, so what I would say is, um, you know you're going to fail, you know you're going to make mistakes, and you know you're going to stumble. It's going to cost you actually a lot of money, but you just pick yourself right back up and just have heart, and you have to believe. And everyone who tells you, if you don't have the passion for it, don't do it. And, you know, when I was studying, I'd go, oh, yeah, right, sure. But that is exactly right. If you believe in this and you know you can do it better and there is a product you can deliver and you can deliver it well, you have to put it all in because that's why 24-7 I do this from... Sometimes you get my text, don't you, Jody, at two in the morning or whatever it is, and you think, what the, f what the, f is she like texting me at this hour for, you know? So yeah, I, I, I think you have to believe, you have to just stay with it. And yeah, you, you pick a lot of wrong people, but eventually if you keep plugging at it, you'll find the right team. And that, I can't emphasize how important that is. I'm really so proud of you because there's been so so many versions of this, right? So, so many versions of the formula. It sounds like so many versions of suppliers to formulate, to make the formulas. You had a different version of your packaging. You had a different version of your website. You had a different version of social media. Um, and now it's all like, doesn't it all just feel right now, right? You had to almost it like spend all that money and use all that time to get here. Yes, it feels really, really good. And um, I can't emphasize enough, you have to really enjoy working with the people you work with, right? Jody? I love working with you. I, I love your, your, your patience with me, which is so important for, for me because I am impatient still, even though. Anyway, so yeah, it, it feels very good. I know I'm a restless soul in that because I always want to strive and get bigger because I told you what my goals were. And Maggie's going, well, geez, you know, like, that's you're not going to get there for this amount of time and think, yeah, I will. And I'm going to do it in my time frame and let's do it together. You either come along or we're not going to come along. But but yeah, I am definitely on a mission because I want people to use this. I just think it's so fabulous. It really it just works. It's effective. So we'll have to figure out a way to communicate this. But I, I think that there is like products that you buy off the shelf, right, at like a Sephora or department store. Um, or an Ulta, then there's prescription products that you get, you know, from your doctor. And then you created these to really be in between, right? To be closer to what you get as a prescription, um, but not be prescription. So I think in like, you know, um, you know, other ailments, we call that prescription strength or something. But like, I think we need to figure out a way to communicate that from a beauty and aesthetics point of view. What, what, what do we call that category when the formulas really are so close? They're, they're as close to being you know, a prescription as you can be without being a prescription. Wow, that is a really good question. And that is something that I struggle with, right? Because this is how do I create that awareness? How do I get that story out, that, that information? But it, you're absolutely correct. It's really a blending. You're getting the best of both worlds because I've worked with the experts that they that we pulled in on the team when I, I was actually doing the formulating of, okay, what do we need to put in there that's not a um, filler? I don't want a filler, but 
but I want it to feel like luxury. Um, and we used real scents and real um, botanicals and real serums, oils, right? So, but then you can't just rely on that because that's your heart telling you to be green. That's your heart telling you you can do it with all botanicals, but your brains know that you need something stronger because you see your skin getting older and, and more discolored and uneven and you're having to use foundation. So then you start going to the prescription. You start seeing the plastic surgeon or the dermatologist and they give you prescriptions for retinol. Well, how do you blend the two? Here it is. Here it is right here because I've taken just under what would be prescription strength so that it becomes pregnancy safe, encapsulated, found the, the ways to protect it so that it is safe and not irritating for you, but put it enough in higher concentrations. So, so it is actually much more impactful than just, uh, not to disparage any brand names, but certain things you would get at um, Sephora, anywhere that you would have. The, the beautiful La Mer's that make you feel so fabulous. The, I mean, they're all wonderful products, but they don't have the actives in the levels of concentrations because I have married the science, the medical with the beauty. And this is where your beauty, your brains meet beauty, right? This is the marriage of the two. You, you, you've hit it on the nail, the, 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 the head of the nail, where you have, you can blend medical. You can get prescription results. Um, yet it, it feels like luxury. And right. it's, it's, it just feels so good. So I think we need to like carve out and name this. You know, it's not prescription. It's not store not retail it we need to create a, a, a new name for this category um so we'll work on it maybe I'll, maybe cool. <laughs> maybe um some of our listeners will write in and give us some ideas of what we can name this category because it's you know it's hard to it's hard to be the first um right because you have to teach everybody um it's yeah. a, it's more work uh, that's but, a great thought yeah it's harder that's a great right? thought right so yeah. like you're taking like prescription value retinol but you're making it actually work more gently on my skin so you're you're going to say it's better than prescription because prescription is going to be too irritating right so it's better than prescription for most people um but it's not prescription so you know what do we call that we have to figure that out that's right. that's, that's our job right. um okay right. well michelle i love talking with you always and i'm so grateful that you shared your wisdom with my listeners today and i'm of course so excited to be on this journey with you uh thank you so much and for our listeners i hope you enjoyed this interview with michelle please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.